0: Today with Catherine Ruinala. You no, know, I, I think about if you have a dark room, the only way to get darkness out is to let the light in. If, if you don't turn the light on, you can't shovel out the darkness. You can't try and move it out by any other means. Light alone dispels darkness. And when we feel darkness, when we feel the oppression of the enemy, when we feel under attack, when we look at the the things that are going on in the earth, deep darkness covering the earth, we're told to arise and shine for our light has come. And the light comes from the one who is light, the way, the truth, and the life, the light of the world, who now says, you also are the light of the world when you have been born again. And he tells you, the light of the world, to arise and to shine. And the way we do that is when we look at him and we remember his goodness, when we look at him and we see his shining eyes looking back at us, assuring us of his love, assuring us that he is for us, not against us, assuring us that we are forgiven. Having confessed our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, not even remembering our sins, making no mention of them. You've been made free and clean, and he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah, so you can declare, praise the Lord, by faith, just as I am the just who lives by faith, I can declare the Lord is my light and my salvation. Even if you feel like you've got some guilt and shame in your life, as you bring it to the Lord and you bring it to the light and you say, God, that was evil, that was wrong, I'm so sorry, have mercy on me, I repent and I turn, 180 degree turn, I'm turning away from that and I repent. You don't have to live in guilt about it anymore. You can believe by faith that God is better than your heart. I love First John 3 where it says, even if your heart condemns you, he's greater than your heart. Hooray! And he knows all things. He knows that you have brought it to him, you've been forgiven, you've repented, you've been forgiven. You are clean. You are pure. You are righteous. You're not guilty, hallelujah. David could say this, David understood this, hallelujah. He received the mercy of God, the mercies of God that are new every morning, hallelujah. And so he began to make declarations. And then he began to make a declaration about what has happened in the past. When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. In fact, he remembered, I remember, I remember when I was under attack before. I remember when I faced a really difficult situation before and God broke through for me, God came through, God delivered me. Have you got any of those I remember whens? When God broke through for you, when God did something for you? You know, I think it's so important that we write those things down that we journal them, that we remind ourselves of the goodness of God. We remind ourselves of, I remember when, yes, that was really hard. That was really difficult. Oh, I remember the, the pressure. I remember the attack. I remember what was happening. And I cried out to God and he made a way for me. He broke through for me. He got. He brought me the victory. As you remember those things, The next time you're facing a difficulty, you can remind yourself and then begin to talk about it. You know, the Bible actually tells us in Zephaniah that the Lord leans down low to listen when we talk about his faithfulness, when we talk to one another about his goodness. It's so good. In our conversations, we should be playing the I remember when game. We should be saying, I remember when God God did this for me. I was having this terrible situation and God did this for me. He delivered me. When we talk to each other like that, we're spurring one another on to love and good deeds. We're stirring up faith and the, the Lord is bending low to listen because he loves to hear your worship of remembering his goodness, and testimony is worship to God, hallelujah, as well as stirring up our faith. Then he says, though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear, though war rise against me. In spite of this, I shall be confident. Why? Because he'd fought the lion and the bear before. He'd he'd been through things that were difficult and God had broken through for him. God had delivered him and he had confidence. God who did it then will do it again, hallelujah. Verse four, one thing I have asked from the Lord, that shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Now there's something so intimate and deep about this verse. David's not just writing words to flatter God. This is coming from a sincerity of heart. And he's saying this one thing I will seek. This is what I want more than anything else. I want to be able to be here in your presence, gazing on your beauty forever. This is what I want. Now, I was thinking about this verse today, and I was remi- reminding myself of when I was actually just a little child, probably grade three or four, I, I guess that would be maybe eight or nine, and um, it was after school, I'd gone to gymnastics class, and um, then mum was going to come and pick me up, and I was in the playground, and they had some big concrete pipes, laid out, um, and I was just jumping from pipe to pipe. I was all alone in the playground, and I was singing to God. And I remember that as a moment that I felt truly happy. In my childhood, I had, I had lots of difficulties. We, my mum and dad were divorced, and there were all sorts of things going on. But I remember that as a moment where I was truly happy. And you know, being alone with God from from that day has been my happiest place. And you know, it is a place that every one of us can go to, our secret place with the Lord, where we can hide ourselves in him, where we can sing to him, where we can gaze on his beauty, where we can enjoy his company, where we can pour out our hearts to him, and where we can gaze on his beauty. People might say, well, how do I gaze on the beauty of somebody I can't see? That's a really good question. I, when I was about 12 years old, I was um, on a youth camp just worshipping God, trying to sing to, to God. But by this stage, I'd, I'd grown a little older. I was 12. And I got very honest with the Lord. And I said, Lord, this is really hard to sing to you when I, I can't see you and I don't know you help. I just really wanted to see him, and you know, right there, as I prayed that prayer, God enlightened the eyes of my understanding. Suddenly I could see him with the eyes of my heart. I didn't see him with my physical eyes, but suddenly, (gasps) there you are. The only way I could explain it is is probably from the words of that beautiful hymn, Amazing Grace, I was blind, but now I see. There you are. You know, it's something that God wants to do for every one of us. It doesn't have to be an open vision, but God wants to give you a revelation of himself that you can find in faith every time as you lift your eyes to heaven. You can know with confidence, he is my God. Hi friends, for so many years I lived with condemnation, frustrated that I didn't fully measure up. Then the Holy Spirit began to reveal the truth that I was loved, set free, and defined by the performance of Jesus, not by my good works. Such a basic truth, but I didn't really understand it. Let me help you fully grasp the goodness of God and how He's designed us to live supernaturally as new creations. Imagine if you were truly, supernaturally free from sin and shame, free to follow the desires that God's placed in your heart. In my new book, Supernatural Freedom, I give you simple keys to unlock the freedom that you were designed to live in every day. God wants every one of us to find him and to know him, to be converted in his presence so that we would become to recognize this place of pure joy. The Bible talks about peace that passes understanding. That's that place of peace where it doesn't matter what's going on around us, where we can actually come and we can receive from him and we can find the peace that causes us to mount up on wings like eagles, to to mount up above the troubles, to mount up above the storms, because that's what eagles are able to do. To mount up on wings as eagles, to run and not grow weary, to walk and not faint, to be encouraged and empowered by the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is in his presence. Hallelujah. And you know, I believe as we as we seek to know God in ever increasing ways, God wants to increase our revelation of him that you and I might be able to gaze on the beauty of the Lord all the days of our life. You see, I I think about Stephen, the first martyr in the New Testament. The Bible says that as they were stoning him, as they were hurling threats and accusations, he looked up to heaven and it's written of him that his face shone like that of an angel. And as he was being stoned to death, he said these words, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. In the midst of having rocks thrown at his head, his face, his body, being stoned to death, he was gazing on the beauty of the Lord. He was shining. He had a peace that was not dependent on what he was facing and what he was going through. This is the secret place that David's talking about. This is why he says one thing I have asked. Because when you find that, you realize nothing else compares. Nothing compares to knowing him, to knowing him for real, to knowing him in a way that makes your spirit light up. There you are, you're real. And you know, many of you may have experienced that, and if you haven't, all you need to do is ask. Ask the Lord, Lord, help me. Help me open the eyes of my heart to see you. I wanna know you. And the Bible promises, if you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open to you. And you may have have had that experience, and and you may be in a a place now where you feel like, well, I, I can't see him today, I can't feel him today. We sing that song, even when I can't see him, he's working. Even when I can't feel him, he's working. He never stops working. But you know once, you've know, once you've seen him, by faith you know he's there, hallelujah. And even in those days when you feel like you can't hear his voice, in the days when you feel you can't see him, you can open up the words of his heart and begin to seek him and keep reading until you feel his voice speak to you. If you ask, God says he will help. The Holy Spirit is our ever-present help in time of need. And so when I'm in those situations, I pray, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit, help me. You're my helper, you said you're my ever-present help in time of need, I have need of you now, Lord, help me. Help me to find you, help me to know you in a fresh way today. Speak to me, encourage my heart, comfort my heart, Lord. You are the comforter, Holy Spirit, comfort my heart. And I'll ask him, where will I read? And I'll look and I'll read there, and if if nothing resonates, then I'll just keep looking and I'll keep reading until I find him. Because he wants to help you, he wants to encourage you. And I have never had him let me down. You know, oftentimes when I've cried out, Lord, please encourage me. I've had people just spontaneously turn up to encourage me. You know, I prayed today for encouragement and had some beautiful friends <laughs> just run up to me as I arrived today and say, oh, Pastor Catherine, we wanted to come and wish you happy birthday. <laughs> and it was, it was a surprise, I haven't seen them for so long, but it was so beautiful. And you know, God wants to encourage you in so many ways. He wants to do it through the sunsets. He wants to do it through the birds flying overhead. He wants to get your attention and tell you that you're loved. Amen? He goes on and um, he, he makes the declaration, Now will my head be lifted up above my enemies around me. You know, it's so important that when you're facing difficulties that you make declarations. You can actually shift the atmosphere with your words. By making a declaration, this is what's gonna happen. God is breaking through for me. As you start calling things that be not as though they are, you can see the atmosphere shift. As you start opening your mouth out loud and start speaking the words of God, but start making declarations about what God's going to do before he's done it, you start to activate faith. And the angels are acting on the word of the Lord coming out of your mouth, hallelujah, and achieving things for you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Hallelujah. Verse seven, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice and be gracious to me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger for you have been my help. Don't abandon me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation for my mother and father have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me up. So he's real with God. He says, Lord, this is really hard. I can't see you, I can't feel you. I've had those experiences, but God, I'm struggling right now, and I've been forsaken, I've been abandoned by those who should have cared about me. Those who should, not, should have known better have betrayed me, have forsaken me. But rather than staying in that discouragement, he makes a declaration the lord will take me up even if others forsake me god will never forsake me first he's like he's wavering in fear and doubt lord please don't forsake me please don't forsake me and then he says and the lord won't forsake me you know you can be real with god you don't have to put on a mask you can ask you can pray but then you need to come back to a place of faith and start telling your circumstances what God is going to do, hallelujah. Start speaking to your soul. And I love in the Psalms where it says, why are you downcast within me, soul? Hope in God. You know, we can talk to our souls like that. Why are you downcast, why are you discouraged? Hey, let me tell you some truth. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He's your redeemer, he's your healer, he's your helper. Be encouraged, hallelujah, God is for you. But this is what I really wanted to share with you today. You can keep reading, it's, it's beautiful, this whole psalm. Verse 13, he talks about, in verse 12, the, more of the difficulties that he's facing. And you know, the Bible tells us in uh, Philippians 4, not to be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication um, and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart. That means talk to him about everything. Tell him all the things that are bothering you. I come and I tell him all the things. God, oh God, this is happening and this is happening. Please help me with that situation, please. Oh God, oh God, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. This is what's happened, oh God, please help me. But then I have to say, thank you God, you are my help. Thank you, God, you're gonna turn this around for my good. You said, Lord, you make all things work for good. So I thank you that's gonna turn for good. Lord, I'm taking that pain and I'm sowing it in faith for double recompense. For you said, for my former shame, pain, and disgrace, I would have double recompense. So thank you, God, I'm so excited for the double. God, this has been trouble. I thank you, Lord, for the double favor, the double recompense, the double for my trouble, hallelujah. And you need to make a decision to rise up and begin to fight with the declarations of your heart. Hallelujah. Verse 13, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Other translations say I would have lost heart had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, I love this, this is one of my favorite verses. It's so easy to fall into despair, into discouragement, into loneliness, into hopelessness, but when we have the Lord, we can encourage our hearts and say, it doesn't matter what it looks like. This is what I know. God is for me, who can be against me. I would have lost heart had I not believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How can you believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Well, let me tell you, because that is who he is. He is good and he promises, I make all things work together for the good of those who love me and are called according to my purpose. He says, I will give you beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. God wants you to bring your ashes to him. He wants you to have confidence. You know, in fact, the more trouble, the more opposition, the more pain, the more ashes you have, the more beauty there is to receive. The deeper the cut, the more of God there is to fill. I remember years ago being on an altar and saying to the Lord, God I feel so deeply needy that I feel like there's a big jagged piece in my heart that just never gets filled. And as I was complaining to the Lord and just being honest, and you're allowed to do that, I was looking to him in hope for help. And I saw a vision as I was on the altar that night, and I saw a piece, like a a jigsaw puzzle piece that was shaped in the very shape of the cut, come down and fill the cut right down to the deepest point. You know, God will fill you to the deepest level of your pain, if you will bring it to Him. If you'll, but you can, instead, you can just shut down and go into despair, but your pain doesn't go away. You can numb it, you can distract yourself for a while, but the whole doesn't disappear. But if you bring the pain to Him, and you say, God, here's my cup, fill it up. Here's my pain, here's my ashes. You said, for my pain, shame and disgrace, you'd give double recompense. You said, God, that for my ashes, you would give beauty. So I'm bringing you the ashes, I'm bringing you the pain, I'm bringing you the shame, I'm bringing you the disgrace, I'm bringing you the fears, I'm bringing you the messes, whether I've made them or not, because that was a promise in Isaiah that was given to people who would brought the trouble on themselves and God still gave them the divine exchange rate of double for their trouble. You can bring whatever mess you're in and say, I would have lost heart had I not believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You can put your faith in the word of God for he is faithful and true and he will never let you down. Our God, our faithful God, he will never let you down, and you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You might have been struggling for a long while. God, I need a breakthrough. I need a job. I need need financial help. I need a breakthrough in my health. I need help with my family. I need my family saved. Don't give up. Don't stop believing you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living because God says, if you will bring me your ashes, I promise to give you beauty. If you will ask, you will receive. So keep on asking. Keep on believing. Keep on hoping. Your other option is to shut down and to fall into despair and live with the pain. But I tell you, it'll never go away until you bring it to the healer, the one who wants to fill you, redeem you and help you, hallelujah. Verse 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. I love this. Yes, wait for the Lord. David continually does this through the Psalms. He, he has his personal wrestles He talks to the Lord about all the problems, all the pain, all the difficulties. He makes declarations, but I will believe. He makes declarations, God will do this for me. This is what's gonna happen. My enemies are gonna be destroyed. God is gonna break through for me. And then he turns and he speaks to, to us. He speaks to others and he tells them, he encourages them. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. You know, as you receive comfort from the Holy Spirit, He wants you to give that comfort to other people. With the comfort you receive from the Spirit of God, you can comfort others. You know, even in your pain, you don't have to wait till everything's right to be able to be a witness, to be able to share the love of God. But you can share the comfort of the Holy Spirit that He wants to give you today with others even as you are walking through into your breakthrough.